Hello friends, this is Pastor Bill Clark. Welcome to the podcast. Hello friends are the first two words I begin each message that I get the privilege to share each Sunday. I get to tell my friends about the greatest friend, Jesus Christ. I also consider friends to be one of the greatest gifts a person can have in this earthly life. Most of the episodes will be messages I share each Sunday, but from time to time, I'll invite a friend to share some of their life with us over a beverage. I pray these episodes bless you and help you on this journey of life. God's blessings to you, friend. This is a message I shared at Timothy Lutheran Church on Sunday, December 3rd, which is the first Sunday of Advent. The four Sundays of Advent are represented by the words hope, peace, joy, and love. The first Sunday of Advent, we will look at the word hope. Let us pray. Lord, I ask that you speak to me this morning. Lord, may the words that come from my mouth give honor to you and your holy word. Please continue to guide me with your words to send and equip this flock to grow your family and show your love. I ask all of us in the name of our crucified and resurrected Savior, who died and rose for our sins. Amen. Hello, friends. Hope. H-O-P-E. Hope. Four letters. Four letters that have so much impact on our lives. Our lives were created by God to be filled with hope. Now hope is a feeling, a feeling of expectation and desire for a certain thing to happen. And then then trusting that it will. When you say the word hope, it's very impactful. One single word that can have so many emotions and feelings tied to it. We all have hopes in our lives. Think of, think of some of the hopes that you have in your life. I'm going to list out a few of the hopes I have this morning. I hope that we have snow for Christmas because White Christmas is the best Christmas movie and, well, in this part of the country, you've got to have snow for Christmas, right? And then I can just be done with it after that, right? How about my football team? Iowa State's going to make a football game, football, uh, bowl game this year. I hope they win their bowl game. They get a good bowl game to go to enjoy it. I hope my family is healthy for Christmas this year, because I remember last year, the week before Christmas, I was sick. I was so discouraged. I hope that each of you and your family have a wonderful Christmas and season leading up to Christmas. I hope that no one goes hungry or without heat this Christmas and counsel bluffs. I hope that our church continues to see the Great Commission come alive in 2024. 
I hope that each, of, that each memory you make this Christmas brings you peace and joy and love. I hope that each person that comes through our doors is shown the love of Christ. I hope that every person knows of the hope of Jesus Christ as their Savior and Lord. What are some of your hopes this Christmas season? Hope is real. We all have hope. Hope. The word that gets you out of bed some, some days, especially those days when it feels like the weight of the world is against you. Hope. The word that gives you excitement of great possibilities to come. When you're having one of those great days, I mean like a mountaintop day, and it just can't get any better, and then it does. Hope when the possible comes true. But hope in the things of this world, it can really be a double-edged sword. Hope of this world means that you don't know with certainty that something will happen. It might. It might not. But you hope that it does. At Christmas, we see that hope in the eyes of a child, right? When they get that Christmas present in their hand. We see that hope in a patient when the doctor says, the cancer's in remission. We see the hope in the eyes of a young lady when that proposal and that ring comes, right? It's delivered by a man on a bended knee. Hope in this world can lift us up and it can let us down. What if that child doesn't get the gift that they really wanted? What if the doctor has more bad news? What if that proposal never comes after all those years of courtship? The same hope that gives us great expectation can also give us great hurt and pain. If it's just left up to circumstance or happenstance and luck, our hope may waver, and we may question it, especially when it seems that things go against us time and time again. But there is a hope that will never let us down. The hope of Jesus Christ, that is hope that will never, ever let us down. Hope in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is different. It's different because it's not based on chance or luck or happenstance. It's based on a sure and certain, the sure and certain word of God and what Christ has accomplished for all of us. When we have hope as Christians, we know that things in life will come to pass. We know that a baby was born in a manger. We know that Jesus taught taught us during his life and his ministry here on earth. We know that Jesus rode into Jerusalem on Palm Sunday victorious. We know that Jesus was betrayed. He was crucified. He was buried and just a, buried just a week later after Palm Sunday. And we know that Jesus rose on Easter Sunday. That is our hope. But that's not the end of our hope as Christians. We wait in hope for the return of Jesus Christ. We know Jesus is coming back. We just don't know when. 
But concerning that day or that hour, no one knows. Not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. These words are from Jesus. Not even He knows when He's coming back. Even though Jesus doesn't know when, He still gives us hope as Christians. Because we don't know the when, but we do know this, that it's not an if. Jesus will return. But as Christmas approaches, it can be difficult. Stay focused, right? Stay focused on our identity and our purpose as a Christian. It's easy to get swept up in the numerous worldly expectations around us leading up to Christmas. We often try to make everything perfect, don't we? Everything has to be perfect. You've got to find the perfect tree. You've got to de- decorate it perfectly. You've got to buy the perfect gifts. You've got to wrap them perfectly, right? You've got to cook the perfect meals, hoping that Christmas will be perfect. My fondest memories are things at Christmas that didn't end up very perfect, right? We eagerly anticipate the arrival of Christmas every year. Think of what it would look like if we knew the day that Jesus would come back. Could you imagine the preparation, the planning, trying to make everything look perfect, including our lives? But that's not what God wants from us. God doesn't tell us when His Son Jesus is returning because He wants us to have faith. Paul writes, Through Him we have also obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand. And we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Paul continues, not only that, but we rejoice in the sufferings. Knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Faith and hope. Our faith gives us hope, and our hope gives us faith. We have faith in the things that we hope for, and we have hope in what gives us faith. Because not every day is Christmas, or the preparation leading up to the Christmas season. Right? Not every day is sunshine and rainbows, is it? Some days just plain old stink in this life. How can we have any hope on days when you are down and when you're kicked straight in the teeth? You have a tough day, and that one tough day turns into two days, and then it's three days, and then it's four, and then it's a week, and then it's a month. Then you feel like, nah, there's no hope. Satan attacks and would like us to think and feel like there is no hope. Don't let the hopelessness of Satan win. We turn our focus back to the true hope found in Jesus Christ. Long before Jesus, the words of Isaiah the prophet give us hope. But now, O Lord, you are our Father, we are the clay, and you are our potter, and we are all the work of your hand. Now, I've got a friend that's a potter, and he's kind of giving me some insider information about what it's like to be a potter. And he says it's just a constant process, right? You're constantly trying to get better. 
you're constantly working on a piece and you're molding it and shaping it and refining it. And then you work on the next one and you're doing the same thing. They're trying to get that shape they desire. See, God never stops molding us or shaping us or refining us. Never. That gives us hope this morning. He's never done with us. He said he would never leave us or forsake us. I look at my faith and my hope in this way. True hope from God comes from our heart. And then it goes to the brain, right? We feel it, we know it, and then we seek to understand it. Now the hope of this world goes into my brain and tells my heart what it should do. Because there's this battle, right, between having a heart for God and listening and believing the hope of the world, this world. That's part of our life, living this side of eternity, being a sinful human being. Francis Chan, in his book Multiply, wrote this. You may think you are weak. You may think there is no hope. You shouldn't believe everything you think. We know that perfect hope exists only in Jesus. Here's your warning. Three weeks from today, it's Christmas Eve. Better get that shopping. Get to that shopping and then wrapping the gifts that perfect Christmas. Got to get it done, right? Three weeks. But in three weeks, we celebrate perfection. Perfection being born in a manger. God calls us, his people, away from imperfection and into his perfection and into his hope. He sets his own light within us and sets us apart to shine in the dark world. In these days of Advent, when we prepare for the coming of Christ, we remember that you, each and every one of you, were set apart for a purpose. To shine the light of hope of Christ. I know that God gives each of us hope, but I don't fully understand it to its full extent. I also don't fully understand just how much God loves me. God could have come to this world any way he wanted to because he is God, right? He could have come with all the power and might and force and lorded over us, but instead he came as a baby in a manger and lived among us. God sent Jesus Christ, God in the flesh, to live among us to be a humble servant. The Son of Man came to serve, not to be served. And what about the cross? A cross that was used for death is our victory. Our true hope was won by Jesus Christ on the cross. Jesus took the sin of every person, even the people that don't believe in him, the people that speak against him, people that spoke against him in the past, people that speak against him now, and people that speak against him into the future. Jesus was mocked and spit on as he was on the cross, but he still followed his Father's will and died on the cross for each of us. I don't understand that love. It surpasses any love I can ever experience as a human. In correlation, that is how much hope there is in the hope of God. And that hope does not end at the cross. We have hope in the return of Christ. The return of Christ will be better much better than whatever the perfect Christmas looks for you. Paul gives us these words as we wait. 
so that you are not lacking in any spiritual gift as you wait for the revealing of our Lord Jesus Christ. As you wait, you are not lacking. As you wait for the test results from the doctor, you are not lacking. As you wait for the call from a child you haven't heard from in a long time, you're not lacking. As you wait for the relationship with your spouse to be repaired, you are not lacking. As you grieve the loss of a loved one, you are not lacking. No matter what you're waiting for, Paul says you are not lacking. We wait, though, don't we? While we wait, we feel hopeless. We wait and we question our faith. We wait and we wonder, where is God? Especially when I need Him the most. And in those moments, you're not lacking. Now, you may feel like you're lacking in this life, this side of eternity, but you are not. You are not lacking because of the hope given to us through Jesus Christ. But what happens most times when we feel hopelessness? We let our guard down, don't we? We listen to the hopeless messages of Satan. We listen to the hope of this world and what it looks like. Then we listen to that voice in our head. And we focus on our own problems in our life instead of remembering that Jesus is coming back. And that all things will be made new. There are far too many people sleepwalking through this life. And that includes Christians. What did Jesus tell us this morning? Be on guard. Keep awake. Be on guard. Keep awake. Wake up, Jesus says. Jesus is coming back. We need to be ready for his return. People need to hear about Jesus. People need to know of the hope of Jesus Christ. You see, Jesus didn't tell us to keep him a secret. God didn't go to the lengths and the love he has for all humankind to not tell anyone else. Francis Chan again in his book, Multiply, wrote this. If your church does not pursue God's mission, then your community misses out on being exposed to the hope that God offers them in the Bible. 92% of Americans celebrate Christmas. Quite a bit, isn't it? Especially in this day and era we talk about nobody agrees about anything. Right? 92% celebrate Christmas. They know about Santa and the presents and all the traditions, right? They may even heard about this baby, right? Born in a manger out in a, in a cattle stall to Mary and Joseph. But do they know Do they know the hope that God offers them in the Bible? Do they know the victory that was won for them on the cross? Because there's people all around the world, there's people right here in our community who desperately need to hear the message of hope and salvation of Jesus Christ. Hope was shown to us in a manger with a child. But it didn't end there. Remember, you are set apart for a purpose shine the light. And it's just not any light. It's the light of hope. And that hope comes from Christ. And that's where we start as a Christian and as a church.
he will shine the light of hope found only in Jesus Christ. God's peace, God's joy, God's love, and God's hope to you this Advent season. Amen. Thank you once again for listening to the podcast. If you have any questions about anything that we share in our messages, any questions on faith, any just general questions, get a hold of me. I'd love to have a conversation. Thank you again for listening. Have a great day. God bless. <music>